Hey guys, this is Pastor Q, and on this week's podcast, Strike While the Iron's Hot. Hey everybody, welcome to X with Q, a 10-minute podcast to help you lead healthy from ministry to the marketplace. My name is Brad, and as always, I'm here with Pastor Mark Q. 10 minutes of gloriousness. Pastor Q, there's a quote attributed to Orlando Batista, and it says this, that the best eraser in the world is a good night's sleep. Now, we have a principle in our organization called Strike While the Iron is Hot. It really just talks about opportunities and the importance of follow-up. Why don't you talk about what that's all about? The actual saying, strike while the iron's hot, actually comes from blacksmithing in the 1500s. Mm. You know, a blacksmith would put a piece of iron, heat it up, he put it on the anvil to be shaped and molded. Mm. But it was within a certain amount of time that he could really mold and shape what was happening. And I think it's the same way in our markets. No matter what industry you're in, no matter what organization you have, there is an optimum time to strike Mm. that's going to get the efficiency and the most amount of molding and shaping. Mm. And I think, and so that's where the the saying comes from. So that's where we get it because there are times even in our industry Mm. um, where we got to strike while the iron's hot because it's the most moldable and shapeable. Right. So, I mean, you know, the quote meaning that, you know, there's this fragile moment of decision that often dulls pretty drastically, right, overnight. And and so, yeah, like you said, the way it plays out in an organization is when our organization is when someone raises their hand, maybe it's to volunteer or request information, the time to connect with them is now. now. You got to do it now. And then even culturally, there are some simple starting points. I mean, obviously we all know the obvious one is the new year. People are looking, look at gym memberships. Gym memberships go up almost 300% between January and the end of February. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, two weeks after February into March, no one's going to the gym. But, Mm -hmm. But again, There are natural starting points, even in culture, Mm. you know, whereas if you're in an organization, you take advantage of those natural, what I like to call jump points or starting points, Mm -hmm. depending on what industry you're in. So we have them, but the idea is to act now. When is that? Yeah. So why is follow-up so critical to the next steps or, you know, any other marketplace process? Well, I think it's because of where that quote comes from when Batista said, sleep is the great eraser, Mm. is if you don't stay consistent with your messaging, every time someone goes to sleep and wakes, it's erased. So every single day you're reinforcing. So go back to our idiom, which when the blacksmith puts the heated up iron on the anvil, he just doesn't hit it once. He's constantly hitting it to shape it and mold it into the desired shape. Mm. So it's the same thing with our messaging. And that's where you get momentum from, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you're just doing it once, remember the keys to marketing, people think creativity and don't, don't get me wrong, creativity, artwork, all of that you need. But the key to marketing is the right level of consistency. Mm. So the same thing, the anvil, it's on the, the, 
the heated iron is on the anvil. Mm-hmm. He's consistently hitting it in a manner to mm. shape it. So that's why you got to act now. And then to keep momentum, you have to continually do it. Yeah, I love that. And so as momentum happens, then people are compelled to action. And I love what you're just talking about. Maybe speak right. more to the marketing world because, you know, of course, you you have a background yeah. in the music industry. Yeah. Talk about maybe an example of how you saw the strike while the iron is hot principle yeah. from that point of view. Yeah, it was so interesting because, you know, growing up, the big musical movement, you know, when I was in the music industry was from hair bands and metal bands of the 80s to the grunge in the 90s. And of course, there were certain places in the country that that was happening, Mm. obviously Seattle. So what we did in the music industry is went, where is this bubbling up? Where is this industry going? Striking while the iron's hot. It's this grunge sound. So we would go to Seattle we would go to the West Coast to find these bands that were creating this kind of music because that was striking while the culture was changing. Mm. So we would we would send a task force to these cities that were popping up. You know, a lot of it was Austin, Texas. It was Seattle. It was California, where this grunge genre was really blossoming. Mm. Well, we would send A&R teams, production teams, producers to go and find the music. So you're striking while it's hot. Because it was changing from the 80s hair bands, which I hated to see go, mm-hmm. but 80s hair bands to grunge, well, the iron, the iron's hot. Let's go. Let's strike. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about how you would capture momentum? Maybe you're releasing a radio single or maybe yeah. you're marketing a certain band yeah. and how you would begin to uh, market in such a way where there was action uh, created by sure. maybe a consumer because of the momentum that was created um, through the production right. and the marketing process. Yeah, so the, the iron would get heated up in instances where we would release a single from an artist and in some part of the country, Grand Rapids, Michigan, um, well, let, let's say, the single went to number one faster than anywhere else in the country. Well, mm. what we would do is take that artist, bring them to Michigan and let them do back in the day was these unplugged shows at these small venues right. and say, hey, at your local record store or download now for this price or at the record store, it was going to be 50% off just to move units, just to kind of, we would always say bottle lightning. Mm. Because so what you're really doing is you're striking while it's hot because that market is hot. Some reason, for whatever reason, by the way, nobody cared, but we knew that the single went number one faster in Grand Rapids. Well, we would then go there and try to maximize momentum, therefore creating more momentum in other areas, Mm -hmm. you know, for that artist to sell more records. Yeah. So, I mean, what are some of the best practices for how to strike when the iron is hot? Well, like for us, you know, the skin of striking while the iron is hot is we have a 48 hour rule here. So when someone calls into our organization, our church, we make sure, and it's usually a lot less, but it's 48 max, that it's 48 hours, no more than 48 hours do they get a return phone call. A lot of times, we have such a great team that a lot of times it's only 20, 24 hours less than a day Mm -hmm. because what it's doing is communicating care. Yeah, It's communicating you matter to us. And in our industry, that's a big deal because we represent just not the organization, the name, we represent God. Mm. So we're trying to communicate care, whether, and that's a 48 hour rule with a phone call, with an email, with a text, whatever it is. Now, some are more immediate than others, Mm. but for us, that's the skin of strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. I mean, so what would you say it would communicate to someone if you don't follow up in a timely manner? Oh, it just means what I did. See, you got to remember they took time to contact you. Mm. 
So they know you're reading the email. They know you're getting it. Everybody sees their email at least once a day. Mm-hmm. Everybody's checking their phone every 19 seconds. Everybody, So they know you're seeing it. What it does is it creates a false perception in their mind that you don't care mm. or you're too busy. Mm. Neither one of those feelings or emotions are good no matter what industry you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, where, where what other marketplace examples would strike where the earnest hot, yeah. you know, play I think out the and- skin for that, even in Florida. You know, Florida, the real estate market is booming. Mm-hmm. So you're striking while the iron's hot because a lot of people are wanting to move to Florida. Mm-hmm. So when moving to Florida, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a season in my life where I'm actually going to maybe work three or four more hours a day, where I'm actually going to follow up on a lot more clients. I'm going to compile all the homes for young families, for single men or single women. I'm going to do a lot of that work because right now the market is hot in real estate in Florida. So mm-hmm. strike while the iron's hot. Right. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I think that forty-eight hour rule could also come into play when, in really in any kind of oh, yeah, sales. Well, well, the forty-eight right? the forty-eight hour rule in our organization yeah. actually came from the music industry in which I came from. Yeah, was because when a radio station requested, you know, an on-air appearance of an artist or something, mm. we we. We return. Are you kidding me? They're they're reaching 1.2 million people on their radio right. station. They're yeah. just giving you an opportunity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna you're gonna con- you want to communicate care and you're important. Yeah. I think other markets that I watch too is even in sales. I mean, sales has become obviously some of our highest earners or P- our highest income people aren't necessarily white collar professionals. It's really people who know and understand people's ways, but are in the sales force. I think striking while the iron's hot for sales is understanding when I have a product that has legs, we call it legs, mm-hmm. that is really moving, I it, you can easily slip into, I just want to make a sale. But if I do a personal touch, I'm now going to create a client for a lifetime instead of a moment. Yeah. So striking while the iron hot, is hot there is I'm also communicating, hey, thank you. Even though everybody wants my product, for sure, I am so glad. Strike while the iron's hot. I'm so glad you bought it from me. Right. You know that yeah. personal touch. Yeah. So I mean, even in all of those different markets and and those sectors, yeah. the the truth is is that there are some systems and processes out there that can assist in you know momentum continuing. What would be an example of some of those things out there that people can use to be able to create momentum and keep it going in their yeah? I mean, I think simple is. I think it's as simple as like even a phone log. And I know that's old school, but we have to understand everything is cyclical. Mm-hmm. So everything's digital now. We're talking to each other on DM. We're, we're we're texting each other. I get it. But now all of a sudden it has put this unbelievable like wow factor on a handwritten card mm. or actually a live voice on the other end of your phone. Yeah. You know, so I think it's putting a wow factor on that. So a phone log of, hey, am I checking on my right. vice presidents? Am I checking on my directors? Mm. Am I checking on people? Am I calling back a customer who spent X amount of dollars? Don't ever underestimate the importance and the impact, two words, the Mm -hmm. importance and the impact of a personal touch. Yeah. I mean, so a simple phone log, a system, who have I not called in a while? Mm. You know, here at the chapel, we have phone logs, but we also use something called planning center. So we see where our volunteer base is serving and who is serving where. Mm-hmm. I use it personally because I love the personal touch. So yeah. I'll call a volunteer who's serving on a weekend at one of our services to just thank them yep. for making a difference and serving in our organization. Yeah. And, and I'm telling you, it changes them. Yeah. It changes them. Yeah. So I think it's, we use a, a system called planning center. And then I also think you can never underestimate the power of appropriate touch. Mm. 
and 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 I know it's relation based, but people that I know and I know that it's safe to do appropriately, man, I, I shake their hand. You know, I I I bring them in for a hug, and of course, I, all appropriateness. But I don't mm. want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because that's because I know there could be a lot of weirdness, and sometimes organizations you have to watch and be careful. But I think a lot of times we now shy away from personal touch. But you got to have wise, you got to use wisdom and judgment. But that's another big powerful thing: shaking someone's hand and looking them in the eye or giving them a, a good appropriate hug. I think that's so important. Right, and so I mean, learning to recognize opportunity is a skill that leaders have to develop. Sure. How do leaders grow to recognize opportunity and strike while the iron is hot in yeah. their own lives? Yeah. I mean, one, I think you always have to have margin for opportunity because if you That's don't good. live without margin, whether it's time-wise or money-wise, your opportunities are going to be less mm. because you're going to be so full. Your first reaction isn't going to go, wow, that's an opportunity. Your first reaction is, I don't have time for that. I don't have money for that. So you have to live within margin. So like, here's a perfect example. My day is full and it's packed. But what's the reason why it's packed is because I've built in margin between meetings mm-hmm. in case my kids need me, in case... So there's an opportunity or... In the space, a lot of times I get an idea. Yeah. I rarely get ideas when I'm really super busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I can, mm-hmm. but but I'll get an idea in the space and I'll journal it. I'll write yeah. it down in a little notepad. So now all of a sudden, that opportunity, I left margin for myself mm. for opportunity. Same thing financially, whether you're budgeting time or you're budgeting money. Right. I, I see my wife and I have so many opportunities to make other people's lives better because we live with financial margin. Mm. And, and if we don't find something or have something to make someone's life better, well, then, you know, we spend it on ourselves and we love that. But you got to <laughs> budget your time and budget financially because that'll create opportunities. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So strike while the iron is hot. hot. Any final thoughts? Hey, swing away, but just do it at the right time. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Pastor Q. Yeah. Thanks for listening to X with Q. For more leadership content, hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.